This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotor Yar, Obi-Wan. You're listening to Star Wars Conversations here indeed. Hey, Pat and Charles. Cam here. And Bub. And Bub. Always. Thank you. You kind of remind me of another favorite duo of mine. So this is for you guys. Catchy. Conversations, you're the one. You make Star Wars lots of fun. Yeah, you do. Conversations made the force be strong with you. Sing it, Bubby. Yeah, Bub. Pat and Charles, you're so grand. Never afraid to lend a helping hand. That's true. Conversations may therefore be strong with. Absolutely be strong with. I see what you did. Oh, oh conversations may therefore be strong with you. May the force be with you guys. Love you, dudes. Okay, so look, if the only place you put the yeah. series is before you book. No. It's after Order 66. You gotta put it after Avengers 6. You don't need to, because the whole sequence at the start of the series tells you what happened at Order 66. Why wouldn't you want to put it at the front of A New Hope? Because A New Hope goes first. Everybody knows that. Well, no, but this is the first time we actually have something that leads into A New Hope perfectly. No, it doesn't. Rogue One leads into it better than this does. Kenobi goes there after Order 66, after Episode 3. No, this one goes there. That one goes there. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess uh, welcome to Conversations. I feel like we've had this conversation before. And a very similar argument. seems like a a deja vu situation. (laughs) These things happen when we talk about our uh, ultimate watch list. You know, we're not necessarily always on the same page. As to where these things should go. Right. Sometimes we're right. Other times we're Pat. Um, <laughs> wait, that didn't go right. No. Hold on. What I meant to say was, hello and welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I am windblown, rain-soaked, and sunburned. But here we are, fresh off of our uh, Hurricane Ian fiasco. Episode 94. There's a right way to watch Star Wars and there's the Charles way to watch Star Wars. <laughs> This time, we'll talk about the right way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, we have to go back all the way to... Episode 9 was the last time we talked about this. You know what's happened since then? Right. Not only on our little show, but in the world of Star Wars, a lot has happened. Yes. Content. I mean, and we're talking about, you know, film entertainment. You know, whether it be live action or animation or TV streaming. Right. That doesn't count the comic books, the books, the games. I mean, there's so many different things we could weave into that for that timeline. We looked at Obi-Wan Kenobi series as being sort of the signpost that we looked at as like, we'll revisit this when that one's done. Right. And that one is done. And it's done. Yeah. For better or worse. Yes. If you're not familiar with the ultimate Pat and Charles watching order of the film entertainment of the Star Wars universe, you can visit our website at conversewaces.com forward slash upac hyphen machete and uh-huh. what you're going to get there is the list of all the movies and the shows that we feel 
are, are worth watching. Yes. Obviously, the films, you have a couple hours, you can knock it out, right? Mm-hmm. But for television, namely, like the Clone Wars, it's a lot of episodes. Yes. So, like, if you're, like, a diehard fan, you should have seen them already. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, like, say you live with someone who's not a diehard fan, and they love you enough to jump down this Star Wars rabbit hole with you, then you have, like, the, uh, the Cliff Notes version right. of some of these things. Right. Which are, like, the, the key episodes that really propel the, uh, the story and the lore forward, but it's not, like, as daunting as, hey, watch seven seasons of this show right. every episode. Right. I mean, you can if you want to. Yeah, I mean, you should. Right. But, you know, for to introduce others to the franchise mm-hmm. in the most most effective way. Right. You know, the question came to us originally by Sean and Mandy way back at Star Wars Celebration. Yes. And they had asked us if we had with our thoughts on the watching order. And we had, of course, talked about the machete order. But mm-hmm. um, we're just going to run through some of the stuff that's come out. And we've cut that up into what we think is important. And where it slots into the timeline and how we still jump around in what seems to be a weird way, but it makes sense. Yeah, and to defend the inclusion of the Phantom Menace, think about this. If you didn't include the Phantom Menace, now that you've got things like Solo mm-hmm. and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, mm-hmm. you've got two important characters that show up in both of those series that you wouldn't have even seen or known about in Qui-Gon Jinn and Maul. Right, yeah. Right, I mean, you know, Maul shows up obviously in Clone Wars and Rebels, but it only makes sense if you know who he is. And you don't know who he is if you haven't seen episode one. Right. And Qui-Gon Jinn. It doesn't make sense to leave him out either. No. And pod racing. Like, duh. Yep. So, yeah, I mean... The music. I mean... Yeah, dual yeah. Fates. Right? Thank you. Yeah, so it only makes sense to keep right. it. There's, there's, there's some Jake Lloyd haters out there that I think have driven the machete order to exclude the film and their disdain for Jar Jar Binks. I am uh, contractually obligated through marriage to uh, <laughs> enjoy and appreciate Jar Jar Binks. So, um, I will say... Nothing uh, negative towards that that silly little gunkin. Obviously, much to Charles Zeronius' claim earlier, uh, you start out with A New Hope, not Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. You start out with A New Hope, because you have to. And, and George put it first for a reason. Yeah, and he felt that he could do these movies justice with what he could. Right, and ultimately, that's the story he wanted to tell first. Okay. And then he wanted to tell the other story. Okay. Like, this is the one. This is like the Ted pole. Yeah, this was this was his shot. Yeah. Yeah. And he knocked it out of the park. Clearly. He shot very <laughs> Um So that being said, obviously, you watch a new hope first. And then that rolls into Empire. Of right. Of course. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. The first two films that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You've got Luke hanging out with Yoda. Mm-hmm. And Yoda's like, hmm, Darth Vader, you know, and all this. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, yeah, your father was a keen fighter and a great warrior and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get this lure about Luke's father. Yes. Okay. And then you get 
empire where he's like i am your father and you're like what yeah and luke's like what and then he's, he's the, more like no right exactly he's like uh-uh and then he's on the medical frigate luke and he's like what so this whole weird situation where like he's got time to think now that he's been saved yeah oh my god like what did obi-wan tell me what was yoda telling me is this dude my dad and all this And then you flash back to episode one. Okay, now let me tell you something. If you watch the prequels first, and you're like, oh, there's little Anakin Skywalker. Cool. Oh, there's medium Anakin Skywalker. And he's kind of like moody and like an emo teen and all. Oh, there's episode three, and he turned into Darth Vader. And then you watch the original trilogy, and it's like, oh, Darth Vader, he's your father. And you're like, yeah, I I saw that already. He says, I'm your father. And you say, I know. So there's that reveal. Yes. Okay. There's the Yoda reveal. Because when Luke lands on Dagobah and he's like, I need to find this great warrior. Mm-hmm. Or is that great one, yeah. right? He's like this weird little frog dude. Yes. And you're like, um, what is this nonsense? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, Luke can be deceiving because he's a great Jedi master. Right. When if you see the prequels, you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah. There's a green guy. There he is, like, looking like he's senile over there, fighting with a droid like an idiot. So, but that was the thing is like, he's testing Luke. As soon as he sees Luke, he's testing him. Yeah. Because he needs to know if this kid is worth trying to train. And you get these reveals that are spoiled if you've watched the prequels first. Mm-hmm. And I don't like spoilers. Mm-hmm. You don't like spoilers. No. And like, you know, some people claim to like spoilers, but it makes the film less good. And how they play together. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, we can't avoid the one spoiler in A New Hope because you see Jabba the Hutt. I mean, if you watch the Ungeorged edition. Right, which is not a luxury that everybody has. That's true. We are quite fortunate. Yeah. But it's also important to note is that this watching order is based on someone who hasn't seen anything yet. So there is some flexibility there. Of course. Because it's, you know, cuts out some of the nonsense. It keeps it interesting mm-hmm. with like the reveals and with yeah. with the way it plays out and with the saber battles yeah ot's got like junk saber battle but again you got like luke who's like first held a lightsaber yesterday <laughs> so like he's not going to be super good at it right especially with the only thing he's he's done before is like stave off sand people which he does a pretty terrible job at right and you know swapped out power converters yeah yeah, so like first time he sees the person, he gets knocked out. Like he's not a good fighter. He's not a good warrior. He's no. just not. No. Like Ray, she's like pulled together and scrapped and yes. and survived. Defended for herself. Luke like farms moisture. So to see him fumble against the great Darth Vader, like obviously. Yeah. And then like Obi Wan, when you see him fight Darth Vader in A New Hope, he's like old. Yeah. And he's not like fighting to win. He's fighting as a distraction. That's a big point. It's like all he was just doing is stalling for time. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. And guess what happened? It worked, and they got out of there. Yes. See? You know, you see these saber battles. It's like, I mean, all right, cool. You know, this is a glowy sword. That's cool. Yeah. And then when you jump back to the prequels. And I believe the machete typically skips the Phantom Menace and goes right into the And it's really weird that you'd think that a serious group of people would completely discount a movie entirely like there's not one redeeming quality or not one redeeming 
piece of lore in a movie, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, there's problems with the movie and dialogue or whatever, but... And dialogue, please. Attack of the Clones has way worse dialogue than Phantom Menace. So don't even start with that nonsense. Right. So, And you see episode one, you see the Duel of Fates, and you're like, wow! Yeah, yeah. First, Maul comes out with the one saber. He's got two, and you're yeah. like, "What?" People lose their minds, yeah. right? And then it's like, "Oh, they both going to fight him at once," and he holds his own. It's like mm-hmm. Ray Park got the moves. So then you got episode two. Yes, and you got a battle of Geonosis. It's like sabers everywhere. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yes, because you you hear Obi Wan and the ropes talking about oh, in the before the dark times where the Jedi were the you know the, the peacekeepers in the galaxy yeah. and all. And then they slice them off droid heads and everything. But the fact is, he's talking about how, you know, they were very present back in that time. And numerous. Yeah. And then you see them and you're like, oh my God, all you see is sabers everywhere. Yeah. And then they get cut down. Yeah. And ultimately they do get out of there with the clones. And But see, clones is like, they're like a weird thing in the movies. Because they're all CGI. Yes. You know, based off of uh, Tamara Morrison, mm-hmm. who played Django Fett. Okay. So, who dies in that film? However, they, like, CGI'd him onto, like, all these uh, corn troopers. Mm-hmm. I don't say that's not where the money was spent for episode two. <laughs> Look, there's five battalions of clones. Yes. And you're like, all right, cool, clones, whatever. You know, like, like you're very disinterested because they're all eating the same way in the mess hall. You know, they're all, like, growing up the same way, yeah. you know, playing sports ball Sneering or whatever. They're very characterless. Mm-hmm. So from there, you jump to the Clone Wars television show. Right. Which was mentioned at the end of Attack of the Clones. Right. I think Yoda says that's that yeah. begins the Clone Wars. Yes. And Obi-Wan mentioned it. They got the Clone Wars has. Yes. And, and then, and yeah, Obi-Wan's like, oh, back in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like full fruition, we jump into that. Right. Because. The end of Attack of Clones is when the Clone Wars starts. Right. And then the beginning of Revenge of the Sith is like the end of the Clone Wars. Yes. So like you miss the whole thing. Yes. And not only that, you miss the character development of the clones. Which is huge. Which is going to be important when we get to the Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So you watch the Clone Wars, which is some of the best Star Wars ever told. So in that sense, you know, with there being a lot of episodes... You know, obviously, you're going to watch the first episode, Ambush. That's like the introduction of the animated version of, of the characters we know and love. And then you go to Downfall of a Droid and the Duel of the Droids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Episodes six and seven of, the, of season one. Yeah. So with those, you get you know a little bit drawn in deeper to the lore. And you, you establish these characters in a different way, mm-hmm. especially Anakin. And the clones have names. Like, you had, like, Commander Cody in the movies. Yeah. Like, that was it. But then you meet all these clones, they have their designations. Yeah. But then they have their nicknames because they're individuals. Yeah. And, like, they take their helmets off. And and once they're out of, like, the cloning facility, they start to have different haircuts, different facial hair, tattoos. Yeah. All this stuff to, to make them individuals. Mm-hmm. And really endear them to the watcher. Because otherwise, it's just another faceless clone. Which in the films, when you're talking about war, you're having it with kids. You got people with helmets on, you can't see their faces, and you got robots. Yeah. So it's like family friendly. 
Yes. Okay. Oh, that guy died, but he's in a helmet. Like, you right. can't see the agony on his face as he takes his last yeah. breath. Yeah. And then, you know, you got this robot, which, you know, okay, his head got cut off. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a robot. It and doesn't matter. The comedy to it. So that, I get that. And why, you know, that's the way it is with that, which is why it's more impactful when a rebel dies than, than a stormtrooper. Because, like, the stormtrooper is faceless. Yes. And that's the intention. It's yeah. like he's a faceless cog in mm-hmm. this whole thing. But with the Clone Wars, you get deeper into it. And then you see sort of relationships that build, yes. the trust that builds mm-hmm. between the Jedi generals and their crews, their uh, garrisons and battalions. Yeah. And, and, Captains and, and, and yeah, yeah exactly. Clones. And that th- those relationships, not only based on military hierarchy and uh, rank, while you know the Jedi are generals, it's a very odd situation for them because mm-hmm. they're field generals, but they're peacekeepers now running army operations or, or warfare. Operations. In wartime, yeah. Such a weird thing because yeah. it's like, oh, we're keepers of peace. Uh, yeah, but you got to kill like a thousand droids. Exactly. And they're like, um, I guess yeah. like, we, we're capable, yes. but it's nothing about programming. Yeah. So. so those relationships between, like you said, Anakin and Obi-Wan and you know, Ahsoka, which is also another huge part yeah, of Yeah, who's not in the movie. So yeah. you don't see her until you watch the show. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Those relationships are extremely important, but also within the clones themselves, but also then with their generals. On the list uh, that we put in there, we've got a bunch of really important episodes in there that expand upon the lore or really greatly affect the Star Wars to come still. Right. There's an episode that's not on this list. Okay. That doesn't need to be on this list. Mm-hmm. I think I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> but... But I think it should be at least an honorable mention right. on this list. Like a Star version? Uh-huh. Maybe not like super imperative to the plot mm-hmm. or like super character driven mm-hmm. or like even really having people in it. <laughs> but I, I feel like a sunny day yeah, in the void like, should be in there. Yes. <laughs> because it's not. And it's awesome. It is very true. For for more details yes. on our sunny day in the void discussion, mm-hmm. really, <laughs> you need to you need to listen to our episode with uh, the APNG crew yeah. for uh, New Gen because <laughs> it was um, pretty uh, comical. Yes, the, the story of how those episodes came about and kind of went on within the the writing of those episodes was really very, very interesting. And uh, that's episode 82, by the way. Nice. Which uh, we did um, in May of okay. this year. With uh, uh, Brent, Brent was, yeah. was on that episode, who was uh, the, actually the writer, the writer yeah. of that arc, which <laughs> is so ridiculous, but so good. Yeah. And it's so good that... Evidently, it's George Lucas's favorite arc in all of Clone Wars. You're absolutely right. We have to add that in. Which, again, it needs to be annotated that, like, it's an honorable mention Mm -hmm. because it really has very little to do with the actual plot. (laughs) But it has a lot to do with the creator. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that's just one of those things that we should add. By the time this is posted, we'll be at it. Yeah. But it'll be it'll be marked accordingly. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, <laughs> so then, of course, you know, we've got, like, the Gungan general, which, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, like, has to do with Jar Jar. Yes. Which, again, 
Jar Jar is very pivotal to the story. It's huge, massive. Not impact. in a good way. No. But he's pivotal because yes. if it weren't for him, you know, we wouldn't have him standing in for um, Padme. Padme, yep. And making stupid decisions that lead to Palpatine yeah. being granted emergency powers. Yeah. yeah. Which is a huge problem for the galaxy. Yes. It's his fault, kind yes. of. Yes. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say it's his fault, but like, he didn't help. No. And, and, if, and if he wasn't there, somebody else might have been able to, to stave this thing mm-hmm. off a little bit. But at anyway. Least, at least see the coming. Right, because, <laughs> because the representative from Naboo is like, oh, well, if Naboo's cool with it, then we're cool with it. Which is like, you shouldn't be cool with it no. because it's going to be trouble. And I love how much pride he takes himself when he made Oh, yeah, he's like so happy. It's like, so much you got played, dude. <laughs> but, you know, he doesn't know. So that's why we have to have an episode about him as one of the most important characters to the story of yeah. Star Wars. And after those decisions, he's sort of relegated to sort of the delegation of important senators, especially, again, in Rand of the Sith, we see him. But yeah. having understood of what he's gone through to get where we are at that point, uh, it's it frames where he is. Not necessarily that he's, he's accused of that, but uh, he played his role in that to advance the plot. But more depth for a surface character that was seen as annoying to begin with. That's sort of his lot in life mm-hmm. is to be the annoying sidekick character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the comic relief, as it were. But he's more than that, and and you see that through the Clone Wars. Yeah, because you don't really see it too much in the films, aside from him, you know, voting for the emergency yeah. powers. Yeah, but you see kind of his involvement in the Senate and all, and and how he's kind of there as part of the delegation and then so it makes sense that with Padme gone yep. that he would be the representative. Absolutely. So yeah, so I mean that kind of stuff is like it, it drives the story in a way that you understand why he was chosen to represent Naboo mm-hmm. versus like somebody competent. Right. Um <laughs> so you know so, so that being said then, you know, we go to, to season two and we have, like you said, the Mandalore plot and uh, the heroes on both sides where you see like the humanization of some of these separatist mm-hmm. aligned yep. systems. Yeah. Because it's like the Empire says, you know, safety, like like Freck from, uh, from uh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, look, they're telling us they're, you know, keeping us safe. They're keeping us safe. It's by restricting our freedoms, but yeah. they're keeping us safe. So, like, some people will fall in line with that. Yeah. And it's they're not evil people. Right. They're just ignorant. Yeah. So, when you see these people on both sides, and then when they have these conversations like you can in a, in a series versus a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. then you can say, oh, well, you know, no wonder they, they got the numbers. Because they, they tricked these people into thinking that their security was more important than their freedom. Yeah. And then the individual who was on the side of their choice mm-hmm. is always the right side versus the wrong side. And this then just flips on itself and scares on both sides. Right. Like people don't go around. Okay. Most people don't go around like say, oh, I'm going to be evil today. Right. So like, and that's the best villains are the ones that you can identify with where they stand. Because mm-hmm. it's like. Well, yeah, like he's not evil just for the sake of being evil. He's evil because he thinks what he's doing is right. Absolutely. And that's, those are the best villains. Mm-hmm. So when you can have people that are not necessarily doing evil, 
but like aligning themselves with evil mm -hmm. because they think it's right or because they've been told that it's right, then basically the difference between them and the good guys is a certain point of view. <laughs> like a Dooku. Perfect right. example. Yes. Thank you. And he had a leg up because he's like, the Jedi are flawed yeah. and the Jedi were flawed. So like you're like, he was right. Absolutely, and he went about it the wrong way, but yes. he was right. And he and his viewpoints and what he was trying to accomplish was very based in the betterment of the galaxy, but with with a few flaws, of course. But um, talk about one of the characters that massively benefited from the Clone Wars is an expansion of his character. And oh yeah, and was him. until he didn't. <laughs> well, we won't talk about that. So, uh, what? Well, what we will talk about though is that that Tales of the Jedi thing. Oh, that's coming out soon, yeah. Yeah, and like young Dooku mm -hmm. is in it. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. It'd be interesting to see how that's going to expand upon that book, The uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, which was fantastic. That uh, audio. I'm sure played. it will. Yeah. Because I think that they're going to stick by a lot of that because that worked well. Yes. And I don't think they're going to go like super deep into lore because it's like, I feel like it's like a short type of it thing. Is. It gets, yeah, uh, I get that yeah. feeling. But so, like close friends and that kind of thing. Right, exactly. Ideas maybe. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. I like Psychic Yeah, he's very cool. Ah, uh, yeah. More information on him would be fantastic. Yeah, because he's so like sparse. Yeah, very mysterious. Which is great because like, you're like, who the hell is this guy? He's yeah. like, pivotal. Yeah. Absolutely. Pivotal. Exactly. When he talks to Obi Wan, and he's urging him to to join him. It's not from a place of like deception. No, he believes absolutely. what he's saying, and he's like, "They're stupid and idiots, and and you need to come with me because I'm not stupid or an idiot." This is seen in uh, Attack of the Clones. You're talking about, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And absolutely. then he's like, "No, I won't. I'll never join you." No, he didn't say that. That was Luke. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. So then. And he outlines the whole thing. He literally gives them all the players. And, you know, that's the thing about the Jedi. Like, same thing with Yoda. The whole bit, they're like, oh, that, that could never be true. It's like, he's telling you. It's yeah. true. Like, listen to what he's saying. You can see it if you open your eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not outside the realm of, like, understanding that Dooku feels this way and thinks this way. Mm -hmm. Because it makes sense. Yes. So, yeah. So anyway, not to get off topic. But it sort of is because those those points and those motives, those machinations and how Dooku, while working with the Emperor as, you know, or, well, Darth Sidious. Right. Um, is one side of his character. The other side of his character in the Clone Wars is the CIS and how yes. he's working them. And it's extremely important. And that's it woven is. throughout many of the episodes. Yeah, he's a pretty prominent character. And he had um, some, some pretty, uh, pretty high-end uh, voice work. Yeah, the talents of Corey Burton, yes, who, sure. who is, is an incredible voice actor who was able to channel a bit of Christopher Lee through his performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, he also did like Savage Press and Cad Bane. What's interesting about Cad Bane, and we'll get to the book of Boba Fett, but the physical actor, Dorian Kingy, who yes. played uh, Cad Bane, is now an honorary member of the Rebel Legion because of uh, our buddy, um, our friend Ryan, Ryan, got him in there yes. because of the, some of the Comic Cons he met him at because he loves Cad Bane. So that was really cool. Yeah, very cool. But 
such a really cool voice to yes. Cad Bane, yeah. who is in the Clone Wars. And only the Clone Wars. Right. Until, Until we get to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so and that's the thing. You've got like Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. You've got Cad Bane. Yep. Savage Press. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So good. And all of the clones by D. Bradley Baker. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. And he's such a brilliant voice actor that you can tell which clone is talking mm-hmm. by how they speak. Yeah. And it's the same voice, but tweaked this way or that way. Yes. Or like the cadence is off or, yeah. or something, you know, the, the something of the voice is different enough that you can tell the difference between them, even though they all have the same vocal cords. Yes. Like a little bit higher, a little bit lower. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And like there's scenes where in the Clone Wars where there's three or four, like maybe it's Captain Rex. Speaking and, with each other. Yeah, speaking with each other. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Fives and yes. and, uh, and Cody and they're in the same room talking amongst themselves and they all are distinct but it's all the same actor. <sighs> yeah, so good. So, I mean, you get these incredible voice performances. And, of course, I mean, of course, you, ha- you have James Arnold Taylor, who's, who's Obi-Wan, because of the Clone Wars, has played Obi-Wan longer than anyone else. Yes. Um, even, even you. And even yeah. To this, even to this point, even after the Absolutely. series. Absolutely. So, and, of course, Phil Clooney you played. Yes. Who's, like, sitting in a chair in the movies. Yes. Like, he doesn't even talk. And he dies in a in a plane crash in a in a uh, starfighter. We're not to talk about that. <laughs> um, he's great, Kid Fisto. Like uh, like all these Jedi that like you see in the background have like their own story arcs and their own plots and yes. stuff that really you know humanize them. Mm-hmm. And you've already humanized the clones. Yeah. So you get through these different story arcs through the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. You get to the Ghost of Mortis. Which is unbelievable lore in the Force. And one of the top three or top four arcs in the entire Clone Wars for jaw-dropping awesomeness. Yeah, some of the visuals and just and, and kind of the, the spoilers that are dropped and all. And, and, yeah. and, and yeah. you as the viewer kind of know that, you know, if you've watched the prequels before this instead of doing what we say um <laughs> so you kind of you know some of that stuff already but but to get it in this manner is like oh my gosh you know it's it's very it's very like ominous mm-hmm. and and then it's like just kidding you don't remember this and then you're like okay but <laughs> wait a minute like that's some bad news right there yeah. and then you've got you know season four with brothers and you know, savage press like i said and the return of Maul and Sam Witwer. Yeah. And like tour de force performance. Oh my gosh, he's the best. We were just talking with David on, on the, the Black Squire broadcast a couple of weeks ago and how... Several you know, weeks ago now. Several, yeah, several weeks ago. <laughs> and how, how happy he was for the Clone Wars to revisit Maul. And I'm sure many people were in the same boat that he got his due justice because we see this ultimately very cool character in the previews of The Phantom Menace and he's cut in half. He was literally the marketing campaign. Yes. It was him and little Anakin. And it took years and an animated series in force, the fourth season to get his due respect. And how, my gosh, how impactful that, that arc is. is unbelievable. But not only that. Then 
when Ron Howard comes in to fix up Solo mm. after that debacle with um, with uh, Lord Miller. Yeah, he's like, "How do I fix this?" Um, he's they're going through and they're like, ah, ah, ah. <gasps> "Wait a minute, Maul's still alive!" <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So then that's how he appears in Solo. Yeah, that's because so cool. he was revived yeah. in Clone Wars. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. People that didn't watch Clone Wars only watched the movies are like, uh, hey, idiots, they cut that guy in half, like, six movies ago. Yeah. Uh, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. But, but they didn't die. Have a seat. Let me tell you what happened. Exactly. <laughs> so, through the Clone Wars, you get that whole, yeah. that whole, like, survival arc and then mm-hmm. like him you know having been trained in the force yeah training savage and then yep. going after the emperor and then and i was like but then we get into uh, war on two fronts yes using a character who's right now of massive importance uh in saw Gerrera and his sister yes. and the very gray area of the jedi not not only the Jedi, but the Rebellion in general. Yes. But the Jedi Which, was, I mean, at that point was like not even the Rebellion. It's yes. just people that were like, this, this overreach is yes. not so good. But you fighting know? locally to keep yes. freedom. Yes. And then you've got the Jedi standing by as like almost educators or trainers, but not getting involved in the warfare. You've got Saw Gerrera and uh, the, yeah. the seeds of yes. the Rebellion are being... Right. And right, especially right. when, spoiler, uh, his sister dies. <gasps> um, you This... This like literally catapults him into this, and I really, you know, we've talked about this many times before. Is that you know we even had a what if about it? What if uh, yeah. Steel lived? How yeah. massively different that whole story would have been. Yeah. So that's born here in the Clone Wars, right? And is being paid off in Rogue One, and now in Andor. Right. Because by the time you see him in Rogue One, he's a whole different character than he yeah. was in Clone Wars and Rebels because yeah. of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And the time he's had, you know, to. Marinate in his particular brand of yeah. crazy. Yeah, we had um, a great episode with uh, Brad and Roe at the Scare Scuttlebutt. We uh, we joined them on their show for a deep dive on Saw, and that was a fantastic episode. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. I can't wait to see him in Andor. Yeah. So we go from there to um, the Gathering, which is the making of lightsabers. Yeah. On Ilum. Ilum, and that. What a in- cool subplot. Yeah. And Ahsoka again. Again. It's like, hey, younglings, come here. And then that's the thing, too, is like, so the Sith is all about selfishness Mm -hmm. and taking what's mine and also what's yours and just being a jerk. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I imagine, well, no. I mean, our friend David from the Black Spire broadcast would not agree with us (laughs) that the Sith are jerks. But, (laughs) But they are. Yes. Um, and and ultimately, this is not only like find your kyber crystal. It's like you need to be in tune with the force yeah. to let your crystal find you. Yeah. And teamwork. Yep. And and placing someone else's success and safety above your own. Yeah. And and it's a hard lesson learned, but they learn it. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. There is you've got these padawans that have to learn this lesson because it's an important lesson to learn when wielding such a power to have those urges to help others more than yourself right because with those powers and with the ability to mind trick and and like 
you know, levitate stuff and all like, it could be so easy to use that for personal gain. Yeah. And talk about training ground for what's expected of you as a Jedi yeah. in the future. Aside from building your lightsaber from the ground up, like the Kyber Crystals powers their lightsaber. Yeah. So, and it calls to them versus yeah. the opposite way. So they mm -hmm. walk into, you know, they come into this, uh, on Ilum, they come into this cavern and they find their crystals. The colors are determined at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, so not only is it is a physical representation of the power of the Jedi, but it's also then, like you said, all the subplot to that trains them to be selfless. You know, the virtues of the Jedi are born from that episode as well. So extremely yeah. important. Yeah. And, you know, shortly after that, they are trying to return to Coruscant. And if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, if you haven't seen Rebels, then when you go to Galaxy's Edge, you're like, who the F is this guy that's trying to, like, get all this coaxium for the Falcon? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that this weird guy is, looks like space Captain Jack Sparrow. And... <laughs> He's talking about fixing the ship and how you need to get the quaxium and, and where's milk because I this blue milk isn't going to refill itself. So, um, Hanonaka. Yes. If there's one reason to watch the Clone Wars. There is one reason to watch the Clone Wars. And it's the brilliance of Jim Cummings where he threw himself as a space pirate. Because... It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. He's one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. And our very good friend, Rob, at the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, has a fantastic episode. He delves really deep into Hondo Anaka. And uh, I've listened to it several times because it's, it's just a hoot to listen to. <laughs> uh, it's episode three, by the way, of Jedi Temple Archives podcast. Yeah, it was like it's early great, on. Very early. Yes. So uh, fantastic uh, episode there too. But um, at once comedic, but at the same time, he's got a dark side to him. Oh, yeah, he's a piece of work. Yes. He's a very complex character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why he resonates with so many people, you know? Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. Yeah. And a lot of people love him, too. Because when you show up to a con dressed as Hondo Onaka, everybody wants to come and, and like, take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it comes at a price, I have to tell you. <laughs> um, so when you can... When you can snap a pretty witty insult their way, they love it. They love it. Absolutely. It's like no one loves being insulted more than someone being insulted by Hondo Anaka. Because he's got this sweet and the sour, and you think <laughs> yes. he's complimenting you, but no, he's complimenting himself. And exactly. You down. <laughs> exactly. It's, I mean, he's, he's wonderful. I love him so much. Anyway, so um, <laughs> back to the Clone Wars. So then we watch the Mandalore arc with the Darksaber and Maul. And we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of it because it's sad and I don't yeah. want to cry. Right. Um, but you also have Death Watch Obi-Wan because you have the old Death Watch yeah. and then like the Maul loyalists and they got like the horns on the helmets mm -hmm. and the whole bit. It's pretty awesome. But you got Obi-Wan in there as a Mandalorian, which right. is like he's in the Mandalorian disguise. Right. Um, and for more on that, I mean, you can see my visit to ScarabCon. Um, and aside from that, you've also got the Darksaber, which is yeah. massively important and playing right now into The Mandalorian. Right. How important that is. And from what we've seen season three of The Mandalorian, coming back to the Night of a Thousand Tears. And yeah. There's going to be huge connections back to this very, this very arc. You know, and that was in season five. Yeah, tail end of season yeah, five. Yeah. yeah, right at the end of it. I mean, it's a great arc. Yes, 
it's fantastic. And it's sad. God, just the visuals in, in that whole series, especially in that sequence. We've got them in the chamber fighting, and then you see the, the Mandalorians on jetpacks out the windows yeah. and all. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and it just shows how awesome Mandos are and everything. Yeah. Shortly after that, you got the Jedi being idiots and basically putting Ahsoka on trial for assassination, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got a whole what if on you know, yeah. if Ahsoka didn't leave the order and all. Right. Uh, but that's fictional. Yes. What actually happened is she left the order. <laughs> That's um, fictional. This is real. Right. Exactly. I'm glad you're with us here. So that kind of uh, rounds out season five is she yeah. she leaves. Yeah. And Anakin's like, what? And the audience is like, what? And then you don't see her. And then you're like, oh, well, that's perfect because she's not in the next movie. <laughs> you know, that was the part of it. Yeah. Like They introduced a very, well, a very influential yes the character became influential over time oh my gosh she started off as a teenager and then she's got her own and one of the most beloved yes for them to introduce her within the series and then pull her out of the series because she had to she wasn't in the movie yeah none of the movies right Um, functionally she couldn't be in those stories so how does that happen so she was guilty before proven innocent Mm. and she didn't take to that very kindly right so, I mean, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. But essentially, that's what happens is they're like, oh, we're sorry. And she's like, save it. And she leaves. <laughs> so, Clone Wars was on Cartoon Network. Season 6 was around the time when they were doing the buyout with Disney. They had a season 6, like, planned, storyboarded, halfway animated and all, and, and all voice acted and the whole bit. And I was like, oh, we can only put like, some episodes, like... On Netflix, because it got canceled and then put on Netflix, and then they were like Lost Mission season six. So you have like a Jedi Master, who's been a master for at least a hundred, yeah, Yeah. at least a hundred years, and he's got trials, which is fascinating because the trials he goes through are trippy as hell, and like such a weird thing because then you've got like Qui Gon, that's like talking to him and he's like, "Mm, "This is trick. This is." And it's like, no, you got to learn from this and all. So it's really a cool thing to to see even such a master of the Force learn something. I mean, you look at season six, Lost Missions, yeah. as a, not a throwaway, but if these were lost to a transaction, you know, being yeah. a buyout, yeah. and extremely important stuff. I mean, Exactly. Like and I think that's stuff. why these ones, they were like, okay, just put them on Netflix. Yeah. Because this is a story that has to be told. Yeah, and it's right butted up, right up against. My gosh. Yeah, like the, the chips, the, the Order 66 yeah. chips are, you know, implanted in their heads. And yeah. it's like, they start to malfunction. It's like, yeah. oh, crap, what's this? Yeah. Which is like foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's like, okay, so like they cover it up and sweep it under the rug and all. But it's like, and so this, stuff is, this stuff is going on. Yes. Yeah, it's like so this. This whole backstory. Yeah. How the fact he ordered the clones like, 10 years ago. Yeah, because when, when Obi-Wan goes to Camino, Camino yeah. and he's like, oh, it's Sifo-Dyas, yes, uh, yeah, of course, I know him, and right. Um, <laughs> so it's like, you, you just, this name that's thrown out, and you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. But then through this, and then through some of the literature, you're like, oh, Sifo-Dyas, yeah. awesome. And, yeah, and okay. And expands upon what he right. did in, this, in, in the season six exactly. at the end. Exactly. Uh, 
So the movies have so much time to talk about what they're doing. Clone Wars fills that in like tremendously. Mm-hmm. So to get the best bang for your buck, the best value from the mm-hmm. films, you need the supplementation of, of Clone Wars. Right. That's the bottom line. And timeline-wise, the yeah. movies came out, of course, before any of this animation did. Right. But then we got the Clone Wars saved, and uh-huh. Season 7 was announced. Yes. First four episodes, you know, the Bad Batch. They do introduce the Bad Batch, yes. Yeah. And have you noticed how, like, arrogant Anakin is at this point? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, Master. I'll come and save you. And like everyone's hunkered down. He's like, I got this. Do, 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 do. And just takes out the bridge, the whole bit. Yeah. What? Yeah. And which is a great play into his his demeanor within the city. Yeah. Because he's arrogant and and, uh, reckless. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of the the most important bits, the VIPs, as it were, of um, the Clone Wars. Uh, and then, of course, Revenge of the Sith. Because right. well, before we get to that, we're going to break this into two parts. We've got a lot of new content. That oh, boy. That we haven't even touched yet. Right. We got carried away with Clone Wars. Because we should. Right. So many of those things are carried forward into these series. Why? Because Dave Filoni has a massive hand in a lot of these new series. And the callbacks right. to the Clone Wars right. are thick and very important. Part two... That'll be in a couple of weeks, so uh, where can they find us on socials? On the internet, actually. <laughs> actually. Um, yeah, believe <laughs> it or not, most. we can be found on the internet. Um, that being said, look for us on MySpace. And um, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Don't we have, like, a party line? Yes, we do. Okay. 800. Yes, 800 suasions. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> With two S's. Yes, exactly. We, we're on conversations.com. That's it. The, the very best place to find us is on uh, conversations.com. And that's like G rated, so don't worry about that part. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Facebook.com slash conversations is a PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter at Suations is a hive of scum and villainy. Yes. Um, so we're going to switch over to Instagram at Conversations on Instagram. Um, we've got a link tree that, that includes all of our goodies and fun stuff, and that is link.tree slash Conversations. And um, we are on the bio.link slash red5 with oh, yes. the Red 5 network and all our other friends, most of which we've name dropped tonight. Um, <laughs> T-shirt shop. Yes. That's on Zazzle. Yeah. Right. The keywords and the names of the T-shirts have nothing to do with Star Wars. But they're Star Wars adjacent. Star Wars adjacent. Just enough to not get kicked off. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, that's where they can find us. I guess in that sense, I win because Kenobi goes after Order 66. It does. Yeah, so screw you. (laughs) The force is strong with them. Oh, I agree, Master Plo. The force is very strong with these conversations. This is the conversation you're looking for. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>